Well, what's up, guys? I'm Nick. And I'm Matt. And welcome to the show. Well, today we have a very special guest who is working around animals, mostly sea animals. And why don't you introduce yourself, my good friend? Hey, well, my name is Eric Michelle, and uh, I uh, work at the New England Aquarium, <laughs> to be specific, as a program educator. So cool. So yeah. basically, he's the guy who will teach you specifically about like how these animals live their lives, what they do to survive, like natural behaviors, all that stuff, correct? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. All right. Yeah. I have a question, right? So yeah. maybe you could teach me some stuff. Cool. And maybe later I can teach you some stuff, mayhaps. All right. <laughs> all right. Hey, hey, I'm always learning. I'm always yeah, right? learning. All right. So uh, my question is, like, why why did you choose the work at the aquarium? Like, That's a great question. So at first I started out at 16. How are, like, how are you oh, now? 15. 15? So pretty much around your age. Uh, that opportunity presented itself. I didn't even know the aquarium was able to uh, hire teens, but uh, they they did. And uh, once I found out that the aquarium uh, was a spot that I could potentially work at in the future, I was like, oh, man, I'm all over this. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have an interest in sea life before that, or did it kind of sprout from the opportunity? It pretty much sprouted from that opportunity. I like, I had no idea that this could, like, this was an option for me. So uh, once I did learn of that, I was like, man, this is like the coolest thing. Uh, there were like other jobs that they were presenting to us, like after that summer job that I did, but they weren't as cool as that. So I was <laughs> like, man, I got to be a part of this. And I was like, whatever. So. Uh, yeah, it just started off from there, and then it sprouted off into me being there ever since then. It's been uh, 11, 11 years I've been there. So That's pretty amazing. Yeah. You, you feel like the fish are your family at the aquarium? A bit, a bit. <laughs> you know, some of them have you know, little quirky personalities. Some were a little bit more shy. Some were a little bit more, you know, feisty, a little bit more mean on the oh. other side. But, uh, but, yeah, you can definitely say that. <laughs> What's your favorite creature at the aquarium? I don't want to say fish because there's a lot more than just fish. There is. I'm happy that you brought that up <laughs> because there is a lot more than just fish. Uh, actually, my favorite animal at the aquarium actually has to uh, be our amongst our penguins and specifically our rock hopper penguins. What's the difference between a rock hopper penguin and, say, other penguins? They have these really cool uh, yellow feathers that go above their eyes, which are oh, pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of people like calling them uh, macaroni penguins, so <laughs> most because they do look very similar. Uh, but yeah, they're like they're really cool, zany like sort of personalities uh, that they have there. Uh, so yeah. All right. This is kind of well. This is another question about the rock harpers. Do you ever get to like personally like interact with the rock harpers? Let's say like everyone like there's no. There's no visitors at the aquarium. It's after hours. Do you like mm -hmm. go and just like play with the rock hoppers? Because I see people always in there. Mm -hmm. Well, they're mostly just cleaning up yeah. lots of bird feces. But yeah, 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 a lot of it actually. <laughs> so like, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. I, I like look at them, but they look at me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a uh, oh man, it's a dirty, dirty job, yeah. man. Um, so to answer your question, I have. Uh, I actually used to work with the penguins specifically when I was 17, my senior year in uh, high school. And yeah, it's like, I remember at the end of the day, you know, when some people leave, I remember there would be like certain situations where we had to go back into the tank. Uh, maybe like someone dropped some sort of loose item in there and we have to go mm -hmm. fetch after it. Uh, and I remember one particular time I had to go in there to go grab, I think it was like a brochure that fell in the water. And, uh, 
going after getting that, you know, taking it out of the tank. And I remember walking back in the way how we have to exit the penguin tank is actually going through the rock hoppers uh, part of the tank. Mm -hmm. So that's like the entrance and exit. So I remember climbing up and sort of like hanging out on a little platform that we sit on just before we get out. And uh, we have one particular penguin name is uh, Falkland uh, from the Falkland Islands. And uh, really charismatic, really gets attached to certain, some of us. And uh, sometimes she would like swim by me and such and like, weren't supposed to do this. You know, I don't know if I should be saying this, but, uh, <laughs> you, were, you know, we you did were, it. You were just we're a spo- kid at the time. Yeah, you know, we did it. Uh, but she would like swim around me like my feet are still dangling in the water and she would like position herself in front of my legs. And uh, I would literally just lift up my legs. So I'd like to lift her up out of the water um, and she would like crawl up my legs and like what? sit in my lap um, and like no one was around to see it and I was like alright cool okay. <laughs> I'm like alright cool cool that's enough put it like let her go back in the water it was like and, your uh, own little penguin pal yeah exactly <laughs> it's pretty cool um, but yeah 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 yeah. so I definitely had my little bits of fun over there so right. yeah. wait wait so you're not supposed to actually like mess with the penguins you're no to... no so at <laughs> Be it like that position, uh, one of the things that actually like one of the number one rules <laughs> is actually not uh, to like mess around with them, obviously, because they're still we like to still keep them pretty much wild, even though that they're in a uh, contained area and they're being taken care of by us. They're pretty much around human interaction their entire life. But uh, we never want to really touch them unless we have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's for like medical reasons or if there's like something wild that goes on where we feel like we have to, yes, we would. Uh, but in, in like any normal instance, uh, no, we, we shouldn't. Uh, that brings me to something that I've been dying to know. There's an old urban legend that some guy one time jumped into the penguin penguin tank and like put a penguin in his backpack and escaped with it. Is that a true story? <laughs> that is myth. That is myth. That is a long-standing myth, and I've had so (laughs) many people ask me about that. Uh, I wonder where it came from. I don't know. I don't know. Just some dude who wants a penguin. Yeah. (laughs) That's a long-standing myth. No one has ever uh, fell into that tank, which Uh is interesting in itself. Right. Uh, But, yeah, no one has fell in there, nonetheless have the chance to, like, legitimately walk and climb down <laughs> the the platform stairs and pick uh-huh. up a penguin and, and then and just leave with it. No, that is like impossible. <laughs> Trust me. One thing about penguins is, is if you're trying to hold them, they're not going to let you hold them. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, they can bite the living daylights out of you, man. Really, and it does not feel good guessing at you, all. I'm guessing you learned from experience. I've learned from personal <laughs> experience. I have bled. Uh, because of yeah penguin bites man they have really really sharp beaks and if they get irritated they feel like you're a little bit too close to them Uh they're very much territorial in certain ways others are very passive but there are some who are like do not come near me i will bite you um and i've had that happen you know so yeah there's not not (laughs) a pretty scene so like good to know like have you ever just like sat at the aquarium and just like watched the penguins sleep yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny because it looks like that, like that person that's like trying to fight or resist, like going to sleep. <laughs> that's trying to like hold their eyes they're up, but they're like nodding, going, off. nodding off. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 
that. <laughs> but we've had some pretty clumsy penguins, uh, especially like our younger ones that whenever they're introduced into the tank, they don't really know how to navigate themselves around. So they'll like slip and just like wham right on the rocks. Oh, no. Uh, and it, it's hilarious. But like they're <laughs> they're good. They're always fine. They get up like really quick. Like oh, no one saw that. Yeah. yeah like yeah. no one saw that and just like swim in the water afterward. Yeah. Just got to wash away the shame. Yeah, exactly. What's their lifespan? Uh, in the wild, it's somewhere around 15 years. Uh, in captivity, we've actually had a penguin live for almost double. Yeah, wow. actually double that lifespan. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty cool. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, he lived to be nearly nearly 40. Whoa. 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. I actually have another question. Well, it's about like animals as a whole. Do you, mm-hmm. like, how do you get like most of the animals? Uh, all of our penguins are born there, so that's pretty much the whole life that they know. When it comes to the other animals, the fish and such that we get, uh, we do collecting trips. So the aquarium is one of many institutions that are like legally permitted uh, to catch fish uh, in a certain way that's like very sustainable and doesn't like hurt the population in any way. It doesn't like if we take out a few fish, it's going to like dramatically affect them. Right. Um, and the way how we get them is also really, really like humane and really cool. Uh, where literally we have a team of divers, uh, and I always want to go on this trip with them, but they always head down to the Bahamas. Um, They take a boat, go down to the Bahamas, and they literally get in the water, uh, and they have, like, this big net, and they literally have to swim holding the net, and they have to swim around the fish that they want to get and capture it that way. They don't use long lining. They don't use hooks. It's not like the prototypical going out to the dock and trying to catch a fish type of method. So. Well, that could really hurt them. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, exactly. So that's something that we obviously don't want to happen. Yeah. We don't want to hurt a fish before we bring it into captivity. Well, I have like, oh, I kind of have like one last question and then I'm going to actually get into the facts because that's what the show is about. Mm-hmm. But he still has been teaching us a lot of stuff. But is there like any like animals that are in the aquarium that I guess would you would call like the... The best word that I would use is like the disabled animals would be like a penguin with like a broken leg that you like that you help mm. out in the aquarium or like a seal that like can't swim or something like that, you know? Around this time of the year, there's lots of turtle strandings along the beaches hmm. uh, and they get cold stunned uh, because uh, turtles don't necessarily know how to navigate themselves out mm-hmm. of the New England or the Massachusetts Bay Area, especially around Cape Cod. Uh, sea turtles come up here during the summertime, very common. They migrate up here, lots of food in abundance, mm-hmm. really warm. Uh, winter comes fall, winter comes around. Most turtles know to get out of Dodge, swim down south to Florida, to the Gulf. Right. Water's a lot warmer. Um, but there are some who are not too good at navigating around Cape Cod, which if you're familiar with Cape Cod, sticks out like a hook. Yeah. Um, and since they're not able to get around it, they end up staying around here a little bit too long into the winter months and water drops in temperature, they get cold stunned, they end up uh, stranding themselves along the beaches. Uh, sometimes they die, sometimes, um, or in many cases, sometimes they get really, really cold stunned. And so we try to, with the aquarium's effort, and there's a lot of organizations that are based along the Cape Cod area, uh, even will enlist uh, volunteers. So common folk uh, have the responsibility of scouring the beaches, seeing if there are potentially any stranded turtles. Um, And we would rescue them, bring them back to our facilities, um, and rehabilitate them, warm them up, get them with food, 
uh, anything that they need. And then once we feel like they are back at a point where they are healthy, uh, we actually bring them to the bottom of the Cape. So like around like the Falmouth area, mm. or if we want to give them sort of like a head start, we'll send them to other uh, institutions that we have relationships with, like down in the Carolina, so North Ca- South Carolina, mm. and we'll release them from there, uh, so that they don't have to uh, potentially re-strand themselves. So this segment is called Fact or Fake. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna say. It, I'm gonna put out a statement. You're gonna tell me if it's true or false. Right. And <laughs> if you're right, I'm gonna give you one ding from Scott's Bell of Truth, and that'll mean you're right. If you're wrong. It's two dings. So it's like golf where you get more points. That means you're okay. like more dings, you know, <laughs> how, how that works. All right. So the first question, remember, um, I ask question. Well, first statement. Yes. I say a statement. True, one, false, uh, you know. All right. Right. So first one. This is actually about a creature that I saw at the aquarium and I thought was really cool because it's, a, it's an electric eel. And this mm-hmm. is the first fact about them. Electric eels <laughs> are known to produce enough electricity to light up 10 bulbs. So I guess I should answer these questions first because I feel like you yeah. might have better knowledge on some of these. Uh, oh, gosh. But enough electricity for 10 bulbs? Well, the average bulb is, what, 60 watts, you know, your classic incandescent light bulb. Uh, so five of them, you said? 10. 10 of them. So yeah. 10 times 60 is like 600 watts. Uh, that seems a little too high for me. I'm going to say fake. False. Wait, so, so you're going to say false? I'm going to say false. What's your, what's your verdict? I'm going to say true. Ooh, dang. All right, so you're going to get two oh. dings. Oh. Eric's got one ding. All right, Eric's got it right. Well, I mean, I guess he does have a step up from you because there is an electric eel at the aquarium. a little bit of an advantage there. You know, like, a little bit. Well, yes, it, it is true. Wow. Ten bulbs. It's a lot. It is. It's crazy. I read it and I was like, dang, that, that, you know, that, that wouldn't be fun. No, I, I stay away from eels as much yeah. as I can. Are they Now, th- here's a question. So if they're generating electricity, because I know you're not supposed to bring electrical appliances with you in, say, the bathtub because you'll get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. Uh, That's not if, the only when reason, an eel yeah. emits electricity, is mm-hmm. there like a range around it or do you have to actually be touching it to get zapped? It ranges. So if you are in a certain proximity of it, it could hurt a lot more than, you know, if you're like maybe like a foot away from it, you're going to feel the brunt of it. But if you're maybe like, maybe like 10 feet away, 15 feet away, maybe 20 feet away, you probably wouldn't feel it so much. Wow. Uh, But yeah, it, it, it can knock a punch. It could actually knock a human unconscious. Oh my gosh. Um, Well, next question. And right now the score is one for the current, fish expert in the room <laughs> and then zero for Matt. Just shocking. Just like, yeah. What just, an upset. Just, yeah, just like a radio guy versus oh, a fish man. guy. Oh, I wonder how this is going to turn out. But yeah. you know what? I have faith. I feel like you've watched National Geographic like at least once. You, you, yeah, like Finding Nemo, close enough. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Yeah, he's getting, <laughs> Finding Nemo is a very credible source if you didn't know, <laughs> you know of course. Right. But like, you know what? Maybe Finding Nemo will help you with this next fact. Let's see. An octopus has green blood and five hearts. Green blood and five hearts. I want to say fake because that just sounds too ridiculous. He's, he's, he's counting the hearts right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like at least once, just like, uh, the, like an, 
uh, that's a good question. Oh my gosh, I should not get this wrong. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should not get this wrong in theory. I know. I saw an octopus at the at the aquarium. Um, at least one. I'm gonna have to say false on that. I'm gonna have to say false on that too. All right. Well, give you both one ding of truth because you're both right. You, you both right. got it. <laughs> so, you, so you both get one point. So but, what's the truth about it then? Well, they have blue blood and three hearts, not five. There we go. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, five see, is a is a lot. That is. Yeah. You try to pull. You try to pull these little tricks. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like these little things. You know. Right. I was like, I was really caught up with the like the green blood part. I was like, no, they don't have that. <laughs> but the five heart part, I was like, do they? I was I like, definitely so. more than one. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely more than one. Are all their hearts in the same region of their body? or uh, Same more or less area, but uh, they serve different functions, though. Like, oh. I heard stories of octopus specifically like escaping tanks in the aquarium. Is that like actually like a thing that happens? So as it was explained to me, yes, it has happened a long time ago. Yeah, it actually caused us to sort of re- like reinvent the wheel of how we like contain our octopus. Actually, <laughs> they're um, smart, right? They are really, really intelligent animals. Yes, they're super, super intelligent. The way how we feed them uh, is a little bit in part to gain their curiosity. Because if we were to just throw a random fish or a crab yeah. in there. Yeah, they'd probably eat it maybe a couple of days, but, you know, after that third day, they get wildly uninterested and bored with so, it. So, mm-hmm. like, they, yeah. they want to work for it. Yeah, exactly. They want to work for it. And so what we do is we actually put their food, like a crab most likely, uh, in a plexiglass box. And uh, this box, we have, like, little latches, little lock latches on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we put it in there. We'll uh, lock it. Uh, we'll put it in that water, and the octopus will become wildly interested in it, and they will use all of their tentacles and figure out how to open, unlatch it, and then get to the inside to it. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. One day you're just going to put, like, a padlock in the on the box and just going to forge a key out of, <laughs> yeah. like, sand and, like, feces and unlock it. That and you're like, all right, this guy's never just making... put a combo lock on there, yeah. you know? So you... <laughs> well, well, if you do that, then he's just going to, like, breach human intelligence and yeah. just, like, escape yeah, yeah. anything. <laughs> just learns how to, like, use his beak to, like, slice a hole, like, James Bond style through the glass, just slide out, put it back. He's never seen ever again. Yeah. Just yeah. living in, like, the vents, eating, like, fish that you're trying to feed to, like, penguins and stuff. Just oh, right out of your hands. Sure. Next one. The blue shark can give birth to up to 180 pups in a litter. 180? Sounds like way too many. I'm saying false. I'm saying false on that, too. Right. Well, you're both right. It's yes. one. It's 135. <laughs> That's still insane. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen schools of blue sharks? I have. Uh, blue sharks are actually native to here in New England. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, next fact, or fake, you never know. Penguins are found only in the Southern Hemisphere. Fake. True. Uh. All right, so for Matt, Matt sadly (laughs) is wrong, but Eric's right. It's true. Only in the Southern Hemisphere. (laughs) Well, the next fact and or fake, female emperor penguins will kidnap another baby penguin if hers dies. Oh my gosh, man! I could actually see a really grieving mother going to cr- 
you know wild lengths, I'm gonna say fact. I don't. I don't. I don't think penguins would thieve other chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your baby. Have like that syndrome of I need a baby. Uh, I'm gonna say false on that. All right, and Matt gets question right, oh. and Eric. Gets his first one wrong. Oh my goodness! To be All fair, right. they don't yeah. have that kind yeah, of yeah, penguin. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have emperor. Not too penguins. familiar with emperor penguins. No, yeah, I don't oh, think they have man. emperor penguins just stealing wow. each other's babies. But yeah, I've never heard of that happening. Yeah, it's a, it's apparently a thing, and it's terrifying. All right, so right now Eric's five points, Matt's four points. All right, we have like two minutes left. All right, this there are clutch. roughly fifty <laughs> species of seals. Fifty species 50. of seals. Why you know I I know the way you make these questions, Nick, and I feel like it's gonna be like nope, there's forty nine. No. So I'm gonna. Well, say... well, that's why I said roughly, all right. <laughs> that's why I said roughly. I, I'm gonna say fake. All right. What are you gonna say? I'm gonna say fake too. All right. Well, you both got it right. It's yes. thirty two. Thirty two. Okay. Yeah. It's still a lot. It's still a lot. Yeah. Right. Well, next, 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 um, next fact or fake. Seals use their whiskers to detect prey. To protect prey. To detect. Oh, detect prey. Yeah. I'm going to say fake. I'm going to say true. Ooh. We have two conflicting answers, and Eric's right. Of and course. And Matt's right. All right. <laughs> Darn. Well, it's like catfish and stuff. They use their whiskers to, like, detect prey. So what's really cool is that seals can actually feel the difference in size of something down to, a, like, literally a millimeter. Whoa. So they can know if something is even a millimeter larger than something else, they know. Wow, all yeah. from their whiskers? All from their whiskers, yeah. yeah. That's imagine, incredible. Like, imagine you'd be able to like, sense where people are using like your mustache. That's basically what <laughs> seals do. So maybe Matt can not tie the game because he's still two points down, but maybe he can get this right. <laughs> hey, maybe there's like a bonus question. Ooh, yeah. No, but, all right, this one's, this one's worth all the marbles, you know? All right. The largest shark species ever recorded was called the Helicoprion, which grew up to 80 feet and was four times as large as the great white shark, which means the average great white, great white shark is 20 feet, and ate anything it could fit in its mouth, whether it was whales or other sharks. So Helicoprion was the name of it? Yeah. That's a cool name. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say true because I have no idea, but I'm going to say that's fact. I'm going to say false. All right. And for all the marbles, Eric wins. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The largest nice. shark is the Megalodon. It was 60 feet long. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard of that one. All right. But actually, the Helicoprion is a real shark, and you guys should look it up because it's, the, in my opinion, the wackiest shark out there. But I'll show you two after this. But alas, you have to get into the sad No, not the sad song. The last song, and enough of <laughs> the show. Uh, the last song is sea moves, by, yeah, <laughs> sea moves by Deer Hoof. Again, uh, uh, I have been Nick. And I'm Matt. And this is Eric Michelle. Hopefully hey. one, hopefully you guys will go to the aquarium and visit him and be like, yo, what's up? You'd be like, nothing Take much. Take a visit. Yeah, yeah, you know, and well, yeah, I hope you guys have a good night. Uh, don't get attacked by a penguin. Don't steal a penguin or else you will get attacked by a penguin. And yeah, well, yes. Yeah.